We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're continuing on the book of Hebrews, and we're in the second chapter. Now, we talked about yesterday the first chapter of Hebrews, and we're talking about angels here in the beginning of the second chapter also. Now, I mentioned this in the other session. Let me point it out to you again. That when we change from Hebrews chapter 1 to chapter 2, we are not changing the subject matter. In fact, it's still talking about angels. Let's start with verse 14. We'll read down through several verses here. Are they not all ministering spirits? Well, let's back up to verse 13 to get the context. So, but to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now I'll stop right there because I want to reiterate this. I know we talked about this in the subject matter of angels. But notice that here we are coming from chapter 1 to chapter 2. The subject matter is still talking about angels. It is still referring to some things about Jesus down here in comparison also. But the subject matter here is mostly angels. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to these things which you've heard, lest at any time. Now, the word any time, you should underline it in your Bible. That means because at any time you could have a ministry of an angel helping you. If it said sometimes you ought not let it slip. Well, that means there's only sometimes you can get a ministry of an angel. But you can get it any time. So he said, don't let it slip from you at any time. And we've done exactly that. We've let it slip. We thought, well, you know, it happened in the Old Testament, and it happened even in the New Testament in Bible days, but I guess it doesn't happen anymore. Well, certainly it does, but you have to believe for it. You have to keep God's Word in your mouth and do what God's Word says to do. Now here he says, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape? If we neglect, if we neglect what? Now if you're not careful, your religious mind will take over right here. And you'll say, well, if we neglect the salvation that Jesus made available to us by dying and that we can be born again. Well, now you see, that could be included in that by law of double reference, but in the context of the Scripture here. That is not in there. (laughs) It may surprise some of you. That is not what he's talking about. I know we've taken this verse of Scripture, and we've quoted it to the center, and said, how are you going to escape if you neglect so great a salvation? And really, that is true to the center. I mean, the statement we're making to them is true, but we're taking it out of context when we make it, because how are they going to escape? If they neglect being born again, if they neglect receiving Jesus as their Lord, well, they're not going to escape. But the context here is what we're dealing with. 
And that is that the context of this is he's talking about deliverance that comes by the ministry of angels. He's not talking about being born again at all in the context. You understand what I'm saying? He's talking about the deliverance that comes by the ministry of angels because the whole thing here is geared toward that. How are we going to escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now, the word salvation here is the word sozo. It's an all-inclusive word. Really, it means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness. Actually, it means total prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. That's what it amounts to. How are we going to escape if we neglect so great a deliverance that comes by the ministry of angels? Now, when you read it that way and go back and look at the context, you know that's what it's saying. So God has given us supernatural deliverance. And he said, how are we going to escape if we neglect this? Well, how would Peter escape from jail if it hadn't been for the ministry of angels? See, they put him in jail, the angels let him out. Paul and Silas were in jail. They got let out. I'll tell you what, angels know how to deliver. God has given us supernatural deliverance. But you see, we're going to have to believe these things. We're going to have to keep God's Word in our mouth. We're going to have to believe for Him. Keep this in the context, see. Now, certainly, we could say, how is the sinner going to escape if he neglects so great a salvation as being saved? But the context of this is not referring to that. If the Word spoken by angels was steadfast, back in verse 2 here, let's take a look at that. We know the Word spoken by angels is steadfast. Zacharias is a good example of that. The angel told him that his prayer was heard and that his wife was conceived and bare a child. He said, how do I know you're telling the truth? Now, that's a paraphrase of it. He said, you've got to give me a sign so I'll know you're telling the truth. He said, I'm going to give you a sign, all right? You ain't going to be able to talk until the day it comes to pass. Now, he did that because Zacharias refused to believe just because of his word. He had to have a sign. Now, see, it's time that we learn that we don't have to have signs and wonders. We ought to take God's word for it. So the words spoken by angels are steadfast. Now, as we come on down, it says, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. Now, this verse 5, I don't know whether you've thought about it or not, but in reading this and studying it and doing some teaching on it, it really seems like it's out of place. I mean, all of a sudden here, he's talking about angels, and then all of a sudden he just says, unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. Now, if you think about that, well, you wonder, well, why did he make that statement? But if you do some studying... And go back into the Old Covenant, into Isaiah, the 14th chapter, and uh, over in Ezekiel and some of the other books there, you'll find that Lucifer, the archangel, was ruler of the world at one time. And this is evidently the reason it's stated like this. Because he ruled over kingdoms. And he ruled in a world before Adam. See, some of us never think about that, but when you sit down and give a little thought to it, Satan was a fallen angel when he appeared in the Garden of Eden. And you get over into Isaiah, the 14th chapter, and uh, Ezekiel 28, I believe it is, it tells you something about his fall. 
And it tells you that he said, I'll exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. Now, you see, this wasn't when he was in the Garden of Eden. He was already a fallen angel there. He borrowed a body of a snake to manifest himself there. See, he's a spirit being. He does not have a physical body. He has a spiritual body. He had to borrow the body of a serpent to manifest himself there. So he was already a fallen angel. He ruled over a world. He had a throne, and he ruled over nations before he ever showed up in the Garden of Eden. Now, as you study that, you realize this is why right here in this fifth verse that God just simply drops this in on us. For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. In other words, they won't rule in the world to come. Well, why in the world would we even think they might? Because we find that they did rule in the world before Adam. Now, I don't need to get into that because that's a whole different subject matter of the world it was. But as we look at this, you realize there had to be something more involved here than what's said here for him to drop that in here. Unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak, but one in a certain place testified, and that one was David. And it's found in Psalms, the eighth chapter. We'll read it here in just a moment. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Are the son of man that thou visitest him? Now notice here, he's not just talking about man, he's talking about man and the son of man. Now here it says, are the son of man, which you could take it as meaning that they said it one way and turned around and said it another way, meaning the same person. But this is not what is indicated in Psalms over here when you read the scripture that he's quoting. So there's been a misinterpretation when it was translated over here. But notice what he said. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands. Now, he's not only talking about the Son of Man, which is Jesus, but he's talking about man and the Son of Man. Now, hold your place right there, and let's go over here to Psalms, the 8th chapter. And let me read it for you, and I'll point this out to you. Verse 4, in Psalms 8, verse 4, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? So here you see, he's not only talking about the son of man, but he's talking about man and the son of man, which is Jesus. So he brings a difference there. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, thou crownest him with glory and honor, did set him over the work of thy hands, thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep, all oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. So here we find that God has put man over the earth and put everything under his feet. Now that's what he did for Adam. You find that in Genesis, the first chapter. He said, God said, uh, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, I'll remind you, this is the last day for the CD offer number 7209. That's CD offer number 7209, entitled Missing Links in the Faith Connection. There's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. In this series, we talk about things that sometimes people 
have not thought about when it comes to faith and releasing faith. You know, Jesus said, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked and catches away that which was sown in their heart. Well, if you don't understand why you're confessing the word of God and saying what God said in his word, then somebody's going to talk you out of it. And it wouldn't necessarily have to be the devil or a wicked person. It could be an unbelieving church member that doesn't understand that faith cometh by hearing yourself quoting, speaking, and proclaiming the Word of God. When you speak God's Word after Him, you're giving voice to His Word. Now, sometimes people have not understood that you must get faith abundantly in the heart for it to produce. I say it this way. God's Word produces the faith for the things that He has given us. In other words, the seed is in His Word itself. The seed of faith is in the Word of God itself. To get it on the inside of you, you speak it out of your mouth, it enters into the heart, your voice is picked up by the inner ear and deposited in what the Bible calls the heart. Now Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. In other words, you speak it to get it in there in abundance, and then when faith is abundantly in the heart, then you speak that faith out to cause to come to pass the things that you're believing for. That's offer number 7209, called The Missing Links in the Faith Connection. There's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.